What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sideline Junkies. Um, myself, Brian, everyone calls me BJ. Uh, we got KG in the house tonight. What's going on, KG? What's happening, brother? I, you know, these newfangled headphones, man, this mute button. Hey, man, it's all for the better, man. What's going on, Don? We got Delonte with us. What's going on, Delonte? Yes, sir. What's going on, fellas? Hey, not much, man. Uh, hopefully, everybody's a Thursday night. Everybody watching the Saints and the Cowboys game. Big game. Huge game for the Cowboys. If they win, they can really take control of the NFC East. So, I know the Skins fans and the Eagle fans are watching this game with a very close eye. So, um Tonight on the Junkies, we're keeping it local, and we're going to dive into some Wizards and some Redskins, and um, we'll be doing we'll be doing first, KG. We're doing the Wizards first? Yeah, let, let's go Wizards first, because they did mm, train wreck, brother. Well, it, it definitely is. It's really not too much to, to harp on, except, you know, I mean, everybody's everybody knows what it is now. Um, some quick stats for you. Um the Wizards are eight and thirteen, which is currently ninth in the Eastern Conference. They they battled their way up a little bit since everybody, you know, basically was put on the trade block and open, you know, to be dealt. So uh, that seemed like it lit a fire under them a little bit. Uh, two and two in their last four games. They got the Seventy Sixers tomorrow night. Um, the White Howard is still dealing with his uh, uh, glute injury. <laughs> He's supposed to be meeting with a nerve specialist tomorrow. Uh, to address that issue. Um, Let me ask you a question, BJ. Have they went into detail on this glue issue? Does he have a boil? Because I know that can be painful as all get out if you got a boil on your butt cheek. You know what, man? I've I've been looking for detail. Everybody, you know, that's listening is probably like, you know, the the whole on the white eye. I really don't care about that at all. Um, if 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 the white if that's if that's what he chooses to do, then it, you know. And then, like I said, you know this this person that made this this whole uh, allegation is very shaky at best as far as their information and and what they've been um, outed as the pa- in the past of trying to do the same thing to somebody else and it was totally false. So. I don't even care about it. I, you know, that's my stance on it, fellas. What y'all, what y'all I, think on that? I agree. Like, um, I mean, this can, you know, merely be an individual that's, you know, looking for a, a payout, you know, opportunist. You know, you, you know how the game go, you know. Um, you see somebody with some money, you know, you figure you latch on, and then if they don't, it's not working in your favor, you know, you're going to try to bring them down, and you know, until they – you know, get what they want. Um, but I mean, it's uh, you know, it's just it's just speculation. You know, I, I, me personally, I'm not even reading too much into it. You know, what I'm saying it's just you know he, he's an athlete. You know, worth millions, and then you got people someone oh he's in the transvestites. But you know, it's just you know, it's just speculation. That's it. My opinion is, who the hell cares? What he does in his private time is just that, his private time. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people are throwing rocks, stones, 
and everything else, but they live in glass houses. Right. And you don't, you know, let's talk about some of the stuff you do behind closed doors yourself. You want to talk about what he does. Mm-hmm. So you, everybody got skeletons in their closet. Right. But if that's what he choose to do, fine. Does that affect him being a Washington wizard? No, that's nobody's business whether it did or not. So I think it's it's a non-issue, and whoever this person is that decided to uh, claim fame, or uh, I can't think of the word that the young folks call it now, uh, clout chasing. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're doing. You're clout chasing. So if that's what you you feel you want to do, hey, more power to you. But you'll get yours in the end. And that's it. And I hope it's a, he- a a hell of a lawsuit. So. And, and and if y'all notice, he hasn't said anything. Hey guys, no. can y'all hear Go me? Go ahead, yeah. 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 Sorry about that tech, the technical difficulty. I had dropped off. Um, and I I wanted to come in and say I I hate that on the sideline junkies that we're giving that this much attention. But just yeah. for the sake of you know the, the the information that's out there, you know we like to touch bases on everything. Um. But let's talk about the Wizards. Before we get into the Wizards gameplay, the Wizards as a whole, the team, just want to throw a nice little stat out there. On this day in 1997, the Wizards played their last game at U.S. Airways Arena. Oh, the memories. The memories. You're talking about, and it was a a win over the Chicago Bulls, 88-83. So... You're talking about U.S. Air Arena. If you if you have any if you're from this area, you've been to U.S. Air Arena. My memory of U.S. Air Arena <laughs> wasn't pleasant because we always sit up top, and it felt like if you even stumbled, <laughs> oh, you you'd have been on the court. <laughs> you you or oh, you you were gonna fall to a, a, a long death. That that's what it felt like when you were up top, and you were packed in there like sardines. You couldn't even concentrate because it, it felt like you was on a downhill to a roller coaster at all times. <laughs> so um, that, that's that's that. Um, anybody got any uh, fond memories of U.S. Airways Arena? Any any other shows y'all seen other than the, the Wizards? Or did anybody go to a Capitals game there? Um, I saw a Prince. Okay. Really? Yeah. You serious? Yeah, I saw a Prince. Man. You know, so I was in there with like um I know y'all gonna laugh. I wasn't like full androgynous out, but I had like the, the little purple raincoat. Um I ain't had no bang in the middle of my, in the front part of my head, but I had the purple raincoat. No no point, no no hills, no boots. But I did have on like these these uh I don't know they leather jeans or what. It was I was out my mind, but it was Prince. <laughs> Hey, we got to get pictures of that. Uh, nah, we need pictures. No, no pictures. That's that's gold right there. Shoot, he taught me. Pictures. I, I've only been to graduations and a Bullets game. Oh, yeah. That's right. I graduated from USA Arena. Yep, graduations. And yeah, I, I want to say... I want to say I, it was a monster truck thing I might have been to there. I can't remember. What about you, Jim? You graduated from U.S. Air Arena too, didn't you, Jim? 
Man, that was so long ago, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Man, I ain't going to get the line to you. Man, I don't even know. Yeah, I, I believe you did, man. If I remember correctly, I think we was at US USA Arena for yours. Well, it was the Capital Center then. <laughs> well, Capital yeah. Center. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Capital Center, yeah. So, And you know something special about that before we move on? The Capital Center slash USA Arena was the last place that the P-Funk All-Stars, I'm sorry, Parliament Funkadelic landed the mothership. Wow. That was the last place the mothership landed. Hmm. Interesting fact. All right, fellas, let's get into the Wizards. Um, I'll start like always. Like I said, they're 8-13, and 9th in the Eastern Conference now. They were dead last with the Cavaliers. And uh, ever since everybody got put on the trade, you know, block, they kind of lit a fire underneath them. And I'm here to tell you that I'm not impressed. I'm not at all impressed. The 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 goal, even though we we we're realists and we know this team isn't built this way this year for that, the the goal at the end of the day is to win an NBA championship, not to be the third best team in the East. Okay. And 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 that's kind of where we put them at. You know, we we figured Boston would be doing better than what they are. They're kind of stumbling right now. And then Philly is what they are. And, and then they added Jimmy Buckets. So Milwaukee is, is is lights out right now. So here you got the Wizards, um, top five in salary, top five or six in salary, I believe. And sitting at 8 and 13 and what really pisses me off or really just you know they've proven over and over again that they can play with teams when they want to when they want to put in the effort and um i forgot the gentleman's name i'll i'll definitely shout him out on twitter but he had a basically clip of breaking down the team and um it just so many times you see john wall just standing there like he's standing in mud and just not moving. And, and for that to be your franchise, your superstar, I understand the team is going through tough times, but that that is so disheartening to see because right now the East is wide open. Mm-hmm. This team, this team right here, if it, it, and, and right now everybody, oh, we need Dwight Howard back. No, we don't. Let me tell you why. Dwight, you don't need Dwight Howard right now. You need Dwight Howard to be healthy at the end of the season going into the playoffs. That's what you brought Dwight here for. This team right here, the way they are constructed, the way they're built, are supposed to be somewhere between a 40 and 50, high high, high and 50 game, 50 wins. That's, that's where they're supposed to be at. 44 and whatever, 45, 46, okay. I'm happy with that. Now you got Dwight Howard. We all know that playoff basketball is different from regular season basketball. If this team played up to their potential, I could see them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, Toronto is probably the cream of the crop in the East right now. They got Kawhi Leonard. They're clicking on another level. Mm-hmm. Um, but, guys, let's let's go around the table. Uh, I, I'm extremely frustrated. I still want it blown up. Um, I know a lot of things. I was reading a lot of articles. I know a lot of things trades can't happen till I, I believe after December 14th or December 15th. Um, what, what, and, and not just the team, the coach, the front office, this whole 
situation, you just need to pour gasoline on it and light a fire and walk away. Fellas, tell me your thoughts on the Wizards. Um, I I agree, and um, I I stand, you know, with your position as well. B, I think the team should definitely be blowing up, but you hear about Wall being traded to this place or that place. The same for Bill, but one name I haven't heard, and it should be a name that you hear first, is Otto Porter. Like, oh man, first off, you gave this man a max deal, like, bruh, a max deal. He not he not producing. Not at, not at all, man. Not at all. Like, should be trying to trade him first. Um, Bill, understand um, they're entertaining training trading him for um, Ingram from the Lakers because they want to see Bill play with LeBron. Yeah, that um, that that has been the hot. But I, I'm hearing like the rumor mill is. Bill to L.A. Ball Ingram and uh, I, I forgot who the other guy is. Uh, Kuzma is it Kuzma? Okay, and and I'm I'm sitting here thinking if I'm Washington, like to me, and I hate to say this, and I know Wizard fans aren't going to agree with me. Like I'm trying to get rid of John Wall. Yeah, you know, and I know it's hard because he signed the super max deal, but like Bill is a building block. He's only 24. John's about to be 30. And they, it's just not working. No. Uh, nope. We can't, you know, no conference final appearance with him. Nothing. But, you know, a club appearance, but not a conference final appearance. I don't I don't think any Ernie Grunfield team has been out of the second round since he's been a GM. And that was that 16-year tender? Yep. He I don't think. He need to be out to. Yeah, I don't think – and I know the the Gilbert teams ran into LeBron, the Cavs team, you know, and, and that's understandable. LeBron James is LeBron James. He beat – he showed you last year. that He he beat – was it Boston he beat by himself? Yep. But he beat Boston by – come on now. It, 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 you're talking about a whole different level of player. But no Ernie Grunfield-led team has been out of the second round since he's been here. And he got a contract extension. Wow, Jim, what's your take on the Wizards, man? I know you're you're a rabid Lakers fan. If you if you see Bradley Bill in a Lakers uniform for the three players we we dished out, are you happy? You mad? Mm. Did we lose? Then we lost him. Okay, I see his name up there still. All right, well, if Jim, you can hear us, just come on back. Hello? Yeah. You, do, can you hear me? Hey, does your mute button work now? Hey, it works now. Hey, <laughs> hey, he, hey, hey, KG, he got mute button phobia now. It's, it's, he, be, he, probably was talk, oh. he probably was talking his ass off. <laughs> hey, you, yeah, you, yeah. Remember, you, remember, you remember the Excite bike when the bike overheated and got pulled off to the side? That was Jim talking, and he overheated. <laughs> and he had to pull off to the side of the road for a minute. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not taking that trade. If they do that trade, I said I'm either walking, then I said I'm going to fly to L.A. with a picket sign saying that was the dumbest move ever. There's no way in the world I'm trading for anybody from the Wizards, and especially not giving up Kuzma. I might be willing to give up Ingram and Ball, 
but Kuzma will be the, the seal of the deal. Can't do it, won't do it, and Magic should just walk away if he did. But for the Wizards, it may be time to just get rid of Ernie Grunfield. I mean, that's, I guess that's where you probably start and probably look for a GM who's a little bit more aggressive in trading and try to move people and get the right people in. But, you know, it's it's 21 games in. They still got a chance to get it together. I don't know if they will. They just lost to the Pelicans by last night. Um, I don't know what else they could do. I think probably moving people would be the best uh, because they, they moved Gortat and the NFC didn't seem to change or get better. So I don't think Gortat was the problem. And he 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 was he made it known that he he wasn't the problem. After that yeah, last Clipper I, I, game they won, he he let it be known that yeah hey, I wasn't the problem. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know what else you could do. You got so many contracts you can't get rid of, but somebody's willing to trade for it. I mean, if Atlanta's willing to take Carmelo, somebody somebody's doing the same thing. So it's just a matter of being patient and uh. Like you said, I think it's December fifteenth when the trade can actually start to moving people. But, I, I, but who do you want? Who's really going to give up somebody for Otto Porter? Maybe Bill. And if you got a, a not a unenthusiastic John Wall out there, nobody wants to trade for him either. And see, plus, with the supermax deal. See, I disagree with you a little bit, Jim, because we've seen over the course of our lifetime, NFL, NBA. NHL, a troublemaker. I mean, and, and I, when we go to the Redskins, who they just picked off of waiver, somebody is always willing to take a chance. Always. Because yeah. they'll, they'll feel like John Wall, they, when they get him wherever he, if they get him, they can get a light a spark underneath them. Or Bradley Bill go to yeah. LA. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jim. No, no. I, I, I think somebody will take him. I agree somebody will take him. We lost Jim. We lost Jim, but we're gonna keep rolling until he get back. Um, KG, I know you got some some wizard heat, and we're gonna go into that. You know what really really kind of messes me up, guys, is that it's a possibility. It's a strong possibility that Ernie Grunfeld is gonna get to do another overhaul of this wizard team. That should bother anybody. Absolutely. Now, think about this. Ernie was here. He was the, he, he was the GM that took over after Michael Jordan left. Okay? He benefited from the roster moves that Jordan made mm-hmm. as vice president of basketball operations. The, the getting rid of Jawan Howard's contract, that's how they were able to sign Gilbert Arenas to that big contract. That's how... Uh, uh, they were able to get um, the big three together with Karan Butler, Antoine Jameson, and Gill because of the moves that Jordan made, trading away older talent for expiring contracts and younger guys. So Ernie came into a situation that was right set up. Yeah, he did put the big three together, and I keep calling the big three because here they were the big three, and they were a piece or two away. Because I don't think Brendan Haywood should have been the daggone center on that team starting. He wasn't tough enough. This is where, you you know, having a Ben Wallace would have came in and been a lot better if you would have kept Ben Wallace. 
Ernie put that team together, then he blew it up, which was stupid. He should have built on it, but he blew it up. Then he puts together this team with another big three, and you're about to blow it up again. Obviously, Ernie can pick talent, but the talent he picks can't play together. I call one thing, one word that comes to mind when I think about the Wiz is disappointment. I called it last year. I said, this is a 60-win team. When they went through that stretch uh, after the first of the year and they lost all those games, I said, next year they will win 60. I, and I'm not a Wizards fan, but I know they have talent. It starts at the top and it goes down. It goes down to their coaching staff and then it goes down to the players. Scott Brooks has lasted a lot longer this season than I thought he would, but he needs to go and he needs to grab Ernie and say, hey, we about to hit the road because we done here. It's it's no longer uh, it's no longer any good for Ernie Grunfeld to be in this in this area, and the Wizards have taken on they've become the spitting image of the Washington Redskins. Mediocre. That's it, and that's all. Now, hey Jim, I know you before you got cut off, and I know you was, you was speaking. Now, let me let me. A, a lot of people think that. Brad Bill is what the Lakers are missing as far as somebody that can shoot the three without just standing around waiting for LeBron to drive and kick it to him. Like, he could create his own shot. You wouldn't welcome that in L.A.? Uh-oh. We... Well, let, let me answer that. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh... <laughs> oh, Jim, you on? Yeah, yeah, my mute oh, button was right. on again. My 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 bike overheated again. <laughs> now, I, you know, I wouldn't be happy with it because for one, it's gonna be a lot of money. Two, we've seen nights where Bradley Bill is just horrible. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't make that deal. I would keep what I got and hopefully it'll grow into some talent. I wouldn't say it's bad, but I, I it, it'd be more like 60-40. Uh, 60%, please don't send them. But like you said, change the city could be the what gets him going. Delonte, what, what was you about to fire with? I was gonna say I I wouldn't do it. Um and I'm and I'm speaking from LA standpoint, like not giving up um Kuzma. No way. Yeah, exactly. I, Kuzma's gonna be a star, man, for real. I know they were saying, you know, Alonzo and um, Ingram, but Kuzma is going to be the unsung hero out of those three. I'm not giving him up. You know, you just be patient. You know, his game will continue to develop and come to him, and everything going to be, you know, smooth sailing with him. So, nah, I, I wouldn't do it. All right, and, and that's it. Go ahead. Let me drop a bombshell on you real quick. What happens to every player when they leave leave this area? When they leave teams in this area? Oh, they win the championships. championships. So, Jim, y'all will win the championship this year if y'all get Brad Bill. <laughs> I, I hear you, but I ain't buying it. <laughs> all right, so all right, so before we move on to the Redskins, let me drop one more bombshell, and I want y'all to answer this: Do you trade away your assets and tank to get Zion Williamson? Nah, no, nah, hell no, nope. No, nah, I wouldn't. He not ready. LeBron wasn't ready. 
LeBron was ready. LeBron came in and carried a franchise Kobe, at 18 years Kobe, old. Kobe wasn't ready. Kobe wasn't the savior there. They had signed Shaq that same summer. Kobe wasn't the savior. He was just supposed to develop behind Eddie Jones. You don't think a, a Zion Williamson would put would sell out Capital One Arena? Yeah, of course he's going to sell it out, but are they going to win? I don't care about sellouts. How many wins are we going to get in that stat column? Yeah. yeah. He can't I, I, carry it. He's not going to be able to carry this franchise by himself. Nah. Because with Zion, I get I, I think right now I'm saying more Blake Griffin than LeBron. You know, you got Damn the dunks, but I can finally put it into perspective. Yes. Yes. Nope. But if you think about that, that's not bad because Blake has opened up his game with a jump shot. So oh, you yeah. know, but it's just but, uh, what you want now. But let me say this about Zion though. Now, you know, I've been hard on him since high school about the dunking and not seeing him take a jump and not seeing him put people in the post and just murder them. But the boy plays defense. Like I, I was telling uh Professor Lucky, man, he playing defense so good. I'm like excited to watch him. I just want to see him on the defensive end because he comes over on help and he's erasing anything that goes up. I like that part. That's the aspect I like about his game is his defense. Man, Forget all the dunking and the flashy stuff. I love his defense. Man, that is a complete 180 because you've been murdering this boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and then also, I told you earlier this week, BJ, it looked like he'd been in that weight room too. Yeah, he's getting big. He's definitely getting big. You, that he, baby fat coming off. He's at a world-class program. So um, let's move on to the Washington Redskins. So much to talk about with the Redskins. I mean, you could go from them being the only team, and I, let me say that again, them being the only team to claim Reuben Foster off waivers. Let me say that one more time. They were the only team to claim, put a claim, a waiver claim in for Reuben Foster, the troubled linebacker from the 49ers. All right. Um, from what's understood from talk radio, the local team 980 and uh, local uh, beat writers that uh, he, he sat down with Doug Williams and, and Doug Williams, you know, was on uh, team 980 with Doc Walker early and, and they had a candid conversation. And, you know, Doug Williams basically, you know, you know, keep it straight with me basically. But Ruben Foster won't be seeing the field anytime soon. Uh, I know the first allegation – I, I want to say he's been arrested two or three times this year for domestic violence. And I know one of the allegations was pulled back and uh, supposedly it didn't happen or whatever, whatever. But, fellas, what, what's your take on the, the Redskins claiming Foster off of waivers? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, according to the news reports, you know, it was more of a, a united front in regards to you know, them signing Foster. Um, I mean, of course, it's it's definitely risky. And, you know, I I think I can speak on behalf of myself and everyone here on Sideline Junkies when I say we do not condone domestic uh, violence of any kind, of any sort. Um, So I think for the Redskins to, like, sign them, it's definitely going to be, you know, media frenzy. Not sure it was the media frenzy that they were looking for, but it's it's risky. It's risky. Yeah, I don't yeah. I, I guess the funny part for me is somebody was gonna give him a second chance. It just happened to be the Redskins. 
I, I well, really don't. Yeah, I don't really know what else you can. Right, you go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, I got a big problem with it. And my big problem with it is, okay, granted, yeah, the, 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 the allegation over the summer wasn't true. And we know how some of these women can be when you say, look, this ain't working out. Uh, we need to go our separate ways. Look what happened to Ezekiel Elliott. I'm white. They're going to believe me. I'll, I'm going to ruin your career. He still wound up getting suspended. But then with Reuben Foster, I don't know all the details, but this is the, the way I feel about the way the NFL is trending. If you have domestic violence allegations, convictions, look at Greg Hardy. Um, you know, he was accused of it. And he still got another chance. Ruben Foster's getting another chance. Uh, you got guys that violated the substance abuse policy six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, and they're still getting second and third chances. And it's not even a black and white issue. It don't matter what color you are. It's what your offense is. And this is where I have the problem at. How is it that Ruben Foster is getting a second, a third chance? Greg Hardy got a second chance. Josh Gordon got a millionth chance. But Colin Kaepernick can't even get a second chance. And and, I'm, and and since you brought him up, and I want to jump in, I want to talk to you about that because every team they've made up every excuse in the book. All the NFL teams are why they didn't want to sign him. They didn't want the media frenzy. Um, they didn't want that attention. And then the Redskins turn around and burn that to the ground and sign Reuben Foster. And 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 it attracted the exact media frenzy and the attention that all these NFL teams across the board said they didn't want to deal with silent Colin Kaepernick. It's been excuse after excuse after excuse. Now you can't make that excuse anymore because you just proved that winning. You can say what you want. You can say what you want in the box. You can say what you want in the press. You can send you know, the the VP of player operations down and say what you know what you want. But you just proved that winning and talent is more important than anything else. So if that's the case, why you have Mark Sanchez on your team and not Colin Kaepernick? Oh, exactly. Man. Now see, it's <laughs> funny because I've talked to several Redskin fans, some that I'm close with, some that I don't I only know online. And the few that I've talked with that I'm close with, like, I I had to tell them, look, man, I'm going to need a few days because I don't even want to talk to you. Like, you're okay. Now, yes, it's, it's an allegation. Yes, he allegedly put his hands on her. Okay, yes, I understand all of that. But you're telling me, oh, the reason why we shouldn't sign Cap, because Cap can't play. You know, look at his the last season he played. He, he His stats were horrible. Yeah, they were one in ten. But his stats weren't horrible. Remember, it was nobody else on that team but him. His career stat line is better than most of the daggone quarterbacks in the league right now. And, and since you're talking about stat line, let me jump in with Ruben Foster's last two years of stats at San Francisco. First thing, he has not played a whole season in two years. He's been dealing with injuries. 2017, uh, 10 games, 10 games started. 2016, six games, six games started. 
He has a combined total of 101 tackles, um, 17 assisted tackles total, no sacks, no interceptions. So now that's his career stat line. That's his career. He's only this is this is this is his second season. This but, is his second season. So he, you know, it's for, and I say that because I want to kill that argument too. It's been excuse after excuse. No more excuses. We just just like we tell the Wizards. No, no, no more excuses. We want to see results. There's no more excuse you could put on the table for Colin Kaepernick. Other than that, he's being blackballed. You can't put his stats on the table, and you can't put his kneeling on the flag of the table because he didn't hit nobody's wife or girlfriend or anybody else. And if that's the case, then somebody should call Ray Rice. And you know what? Ray Rice actually did get a second chance. He signed with the Broncos but didn't make it out of training camp. Yeah, I, I guess we all know what it is, man. Yeah. It all depends what you're standing up for. If you're trying to stand up for people's rights, certain people's rights, it's a problem. But you can kick a woman, uh, drag her, knock her out. Oh, uh, and throw, throw her on top of a bed of guns. Look, drink and drive, uh, smoke crack or whatever. We're good with that. But as soon as you talk about equality amongst the people, we have an issue with it. Oh, and, and fighting dogs. Yeah. Don't forget uh, that because yeah. Michael Vick spent two years in jail and they crucified him when somebody gave him another chance. They crucified exactly. him. But now, on the other hand, Dante Stallworth, even though he was drunk, it may have been an accident, I don't care. He still took somebody's life. He got 23 days in jail and was right back to resume his career that summer. All, Come on now. All the NFL cared about was Dante Stallworth's talent and speed and getting him back on the field. And and when it's an agenda and it's unlimited amount of money involved, you you, you it's it's just pain, painfully obvious, and you know it's it, you see it and you just shake your head. It's sad. I mean, me. I, I I don't mean to keep going on and on about it, but as a Redskins fan, just signing somebody off of potential. If that's the case, now if you supposed to, you got injuries depleting your team, and you have to go and pick people up off the waiver wire, grab guys off the street. You pick the best available guy, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. So you mean to tell me when Alex Smith went down, we needed another quarterback? And I believe we did a show where we chronicled all the quarterbacks that were sitting on the street. And out of every quarterback, Cap was the best quarterback on the street, but he still didn't get a phone call. But you know what? Cap has been the best quarterback on the street since the start of uh, 2017. Yeah. I mean, so this is this is nothing new. So, But, but you, you're telling me that Cap's not better than Blake Bortles? Fellas, I don't even know. Get yourself riled up. Because no matter who the best athlete is, as long as you keep your mouth shut and talk about certain things, that's the only way we want you. It seems that way. Absolutely. Well, fellas, let's dive into – let's go into a little bit of lighter subjects. And uh, let's focus on <laughs> the, red, the Redskins. Let's, go, let's rewind a little bit, okay? November 27, 2007. Um, will be a day that Redskins fans remember forever, as that is the day uh, Sean Taylor passed away. 
after somebody uh, broke into his home and he tried to defend his family and he got shot and he died. So with that being said, um, the sideline junkies, Redskins family would definitely like to shout out and uh, in memorandum in memory of Sean Teller, always gone but never forgotten, was an absolute meast. You heard me, meast, half man, half beast. And I think what probably was paving his way to a Hall of Fame career. What you guys think? Oh, I, I totally agree. He was he was relentless. He was relentless. Even yeah. in the Pro Bowl games, he was like playing with like high intensity. <laughs> and you know, in Pro Bowl games, like it's a lot of like chill and thrill. You know, they them players just happy to be out there in Hawaii. Nah, not Sean Taylor. He was out there cracking people, man. Cracking people, you know what I'm saying? Like playing hard nosed defense. So definitely salute to that man. He 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 was he was one of the realest. He was one of the realest. Yeah, he was he was an athlete. I mean look, a hit could run. What what more did you want? <laughs> could play defense, hey. A generational safety. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, I, it's funny because his first year sona league, I used to ride him so hard because I knew he could be better. But he would always look for the big hit and then it's like he matured overnight. And then he would cover from sideline to sideline. He picked off Brett Favre, what, two, three times in that Green Bay game? Yep. Mm-hmm. And they were all impressive interceptions. Um, of course, he cemented his legendary status long before 2007 with the the block uh, field goal return, which helped us beat Dallas on the last game of the season to get into the playoffs. Um, having T.O. scared to go across the middle. And uh, the Monday Night Miracle game, T.O. got alligator on. And like Delonte said, the Pro Bowl, not only did he lay a, a serious lick on Brian Mormon, but he had Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne was wide open on a post, and he saw Sean creeping. He pulled his hands back, shook his head, nope, and let the ball fall. Hey, man. Hmm. One of the best to ever do it. Yeah. Fellas, the Redskins are sitting at six and five. This week's power ranking, they're sitting at 18th. Last week, they were 13th. Um, they have a huge Monday night game in Philadelphia. Um, good news for the Redskins. They may get Jamison Crowder back. They may get Chris Thompson back, which is big, which is huge, especially Chris Thompson and Jamison Crowder, especially with what we've seen from Trey Quinn the last couple of weeks. He looks like he's pretty short-handed, good route runner. I mean, you could take all hands on deck right now, all right? But let me give you some troubling stats on the Redskins and primetime football. The Redskins and primetime football, Monday night, they are 1-8 and eight on Monday night since 2013. And hold on, that's not it. That's not it. I got more. <laughs> Giving up 27 points scoring almost 18 points, okay? But wait, there's more. The Skins are 2 and 13 since 2008. 4 and 18 since 2001, and if you go back to 1998, 5 and 21 in primetime games. And Somebody need to ban them. <laughs> yeah. This, this is not the game 
that they can fall. Because if they fall this game, it's going to get Philadelphia track. And I and, and there there's no more rah rah pep talks after this. If they lose this Philadelphia game, the season is over. Especially if Dallas wins tonight. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing because they win the thirteen nothing. Yeah, if Dallas wins tonight, and the the Redskins lose on Monday night, the season is over for the Redskins. Okay, and before I hand it off to the round table, let me tell you something that really kind of pisses me off. And it's, it's, it has to deal with Colt McCoy and the backup quarterback situation. And this is throughout the league. They always the, the excuse when Colt came in in the Houston game was, uh, he, you know, he didn't get any reps. Um, so we, you know, didn't expect him to be, you know, as crisp, as sharp as Alex was. Okay. If this is your backup quarterback, and this goes not just for the Redskins, this goes all across the league. If you have a backup quarterback and you know there's a chance that your your star quarterback can get hurt, why are you not giving your backup quarterback reps with the first team? It doesn't have to be half and half. It can be 75-25 just to keep – because I say that because in the Dallas game, Colt made a throw to Trey Quinn, and you could tell that it was a timing throw and Colt just misjudged it. And he threw it right to the Dallas defense. I don't know if he thought Colt was coming back or Colt was going to go. Because if Colt was going to go, he needed to throw it higher, which I think he was trying to do. But it, it's just a time, it's just timing and repetitions. And if you're not getting those, you're going to miss those throws. There's certain throws that, that everybody killed him for the duck he threw, the duck interception he threw. That's repetition and timing. You find it takes a while to get going. What, what fellas? Since we've been doing the show in the beginning of the year, I've been, you know, I, I've had my Houston Texans socks and boxes on and my Houston Texans uh, uh, cologne. And I kept saying, that train is going to get rolling. They just need time and repetitions with Deshaun Watson coming back from that major injury. It's going to take time. Once they get rolling again, once that locomotive get going and that steam get going, it's over. So the same thing goes for backup quarterbacks. You just can't throw them out there with no repetitions and be like, here, you just got to go off mental. Like Doug, like Doug Williams was saying on Tina, you just got to go off mental. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't put somebody in that position. Give them 20% of the reps. You're still giving your starter 80% of the reps. 20% of the reps, let me get some timing down. Let me get a couple throws to the first team, guys. I'll go back to the second team. Y'all can switch off. Let let, let let the the first string go to the second team. Let the second string go to the first team. Switch off. I, I don't I don't understand why this this hard. But I say that because we always hear this excuse why the backup quarterback isn't ready to go. And it's just it, it's an excuse. All it has all you got to do is change it. It why is that so hard, fellas? Fire away. Let's give me your thoughts on the Redskins game coming up. What do you think they have to do to beat Philly in Philly? Uh, simple. They they got to win. And, uh, they you know, just like I said, with the Houston game, they got to control the, um, you know, keep control of the turnovers. They got to force the turnovers, and they can't create turnovers of their own. Um, that's going to have to be the mantra for, like every game, like, every game the rest of the season. I think they're going to win out. You know, I'm I'm a, you know, take it a step further and say I believe they're going to win out. 
Um, I think losing that Dallas game and Dallas coming on strong, you know, the past couple of weeks, it's definitely putting a lot of pressure. Then, you know, you got the, the Alex Smith injury. Um, so, yeah, they just got to, you know, control the tempo. Um, Colt McCoy, he has to, you know, be, you know, better prepared. And, you know, they just got to just execute on offense and defense. Yeah, I, if they can get Chris Thompson back this year, it will be a uh, uh, this game. It'll be a major boost because uh, he he'll add some uh, dynamic to the game. I would I would run AP as much as I can, um, and, and put Chris Thompson in the slot as possible as much as I can. They try to try to create some mismatches. Even if I run single back with Thompson in the backfield, I'm, I'm gonna just run him out there to the slot and. Let him take advantage against the uh, linebackers, whoever's trying to check. And they just need to on defense. They need to get some pressure pressure on on Wentz and uh, make it tough for him to to throw to the ball. So if they do that, they should be all right and not create uh, not, not uh, turn over the ball and like Delonte say, create some turnovers. Well, you, you know, you win the turnover battle, you can pretty much guarantee victory. Uh, I agree with you, Delonte. They need to win out. They need to finish eleven and five. Ten and six is not going to cut it. And I said it at the beginning of the season. I'm tired of going ten and six and backing into the playoffs. This is the best chance we have to go eleven and five. Win out. We got the second easiest schedule of, I think, the league for the rest of the way. And you got a, a, a absolute monster in the backfield with AP. Then behind him, you got Capri Bibbs. Yo, let them boys run wild. Jamison Crowder coming back, That's that could work to our advantage because Colt McCoy is going to go down the field. He's going to throw it long. And what does Jamison do? Take the top off the defense, and he can catch. If he can take the top off this Philly defense, and Colt can find him one, two times deep, and then, you know, let Maurice Harris and Dotson kill him on possession underneath, I think we'll be okay. But you got to control turnovers, time of possession, and then defense has to stand tall. You can't control time of possession, but let Philly get on and score really, really fast. That's not – no, I mean, get Philly into a lot of third and longs, second and longs, and get them out three and out. That's the key to winning this game. Defense got to play lights out. And we're talking about a Philly squad on, on defense that is decimated at, at cornerback. So it is no reason that if, if you're drawing up a game plan, I'm I'm attacking that secondary. I, it, that's that's what I'm doing, especially with Colt liking to throw down field. I'm attacking the secondary. Everybody claims that, hey, uh, this is Jay Groom's buddy. He knows the offense. So, all right, let's see it. Let's see this offense in full. It should be no reason why – this offense isn't in full gear. It's time to step on the gas, stop being conservative. Your playoff lives are at stake. Like I said, if if if, if things going like they're going right now, it's not looking good. Dallas up thirteen nothing at halftime. Mm. Like that, it looks like Dallas made a hit a stride, adding um, Amari Cooper for that first round pick. I know Gary didn't like that, but it looks like. It's turning out to be a really good move. He's opening up their offense a little bit for them. But the Redskins, 
the the one rock that they had was their defense, and it has failed them the last two games. It has absolutely failed them the last two games. I know Colt threw some interceptions last game. Don't forget last about game. officiating. And, and, and we, we're not even going to talk about officiating. How about that? We're not going to bring officiating there because we could easily say on a lot of plays and, and, and a lot of teams that officiating is bad. But officiating, I will say, officiating has been horrible for the Redskins. But at the same time, they had a chance to win the Houston game. They take the lead in the Dallas game. Defense couldn't hold. Mm-hmm. They've been getting gashed the last four games on the ground. What did, did, did Zeke have? What did Zeke have? 180? No, I'm sorry. That was a Mark Cooper had eight catches for 180 and two TDs. They, so now you're getting burnt on the ground and you're getting burnt in the air. You add a ha-ha Clinton Dix, he seems like it might have been a reason that uh, Green Bay let him go. So. Well, you know what? A good way to shock the system, come out and go straight down. I'm I'm, I'm in one play, 75 yards. Throw it long, the first play of the game. That's the strategy Philadelphia used on the Monday Night Massacre. They went long, first play to Deshaun Jackson for a touchdown. We got to open up. Don't open up conservative. Open up very, very aggressive. I mean, super aggressive. Got to. You have to. It, it's, it's no – you can't hold any punches back right now. You, you can't. You can't hold any punches back right now. You got to let Colt loose. Hopefully he got his reps in. Hopefully he got his timing down with the first team. You know, he looked like he's hitting Jordan Reed a little bit more than probably Alex Smith was. That's a good thing. I think anytime you get the ball to Jordan Reed, it's a good thing. I know the article came out that he's saying that he's still having pain in his toes. But I think even with his pain in his toes, he's still a dangerous weapon. So, um, 10 days to prepare is no excuse. 10 days to prepare. We're going to see if this. I'm Jay sorry, Gruden 11. T- 11, because they play on Monday. I'm gonna see, we, I want to see if this Jay Gruden team comes out flat and unprepared like Jay Gruden teams have done in the past. I, this is what I want to see. Because in the past, beginning of the season, bye weeks, their teams come out so flat and unprepared. And, and but what, Let me say this. A quote from DJ Swanger, ripping the Redskins practice habits, saying they have lack of discipline and their practices are a joke. So that tells you right there. I mean, that tells you a lot. That tells you a lot. And and you can see it on the field. Third and one, false start. Just this stupid penalties, undisciplined penalties that keep happening. You cannot shoot yourself in the foot, have turnovers, and expect to win the game. Your ship has to be tight somewhere. You got leaks in the ship everywhere. It's going to sink. They got to play some ball. They have to attack, KG. They have to attack. Yes, indeed. Philadelphia. But you know what? They have to. You you, you got to. Chris Thompson's coming back. You have to use Chris Thompson the way Chris Thompson was used last year, the way Alex Smith was using him this year. Screens. Those screens are so devastating, and he is so dangerous. That's why I told you earlier in the year that I didn't care if Chris Thompson touched the ball 45 times in a game. 
I don't care because guess what? With that 45 touches and 35 of those 45 touches are passes, he's going to have almost 300 yards receiving. So true that, yeah. Hey fellas, we're gonna we're gonna break it down here. Um, Sideline junkies for the night. Let everybody get back to watching the uh, second half for the Skins. I mean, not Skins, the Saints and the Cowboys. KG, take us away. Tell everybody the platforms we're on, where they can listen to us at. Well, of course you can hear us right here on Anchor, Radio Public Breaker, Castbox, Google Play. Music and Google Play Podcasts, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, and Podbean. You can also catch us on Twitter, Sideline Junkies, on Facebook, Sideline Junkies Colon Podcast, uh, on Instagram, Sideline Junkies, and also Sideline Junkies email is sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com, and don't forget about sidelinejunkies.com. Thank you, my good sir. No problem. Delonte, any final thoughts? Uh, you know, just hope that the Wizards, whatever they decide to do, they, you know, kind of right the ship. Um, I don't think it's too late, but they got to make some moves or make some decisions quick, fast, as far as the skins go. Um, but like I said, they got to win out. And, you know, they just got to play smart football, Colt McCoy included. Absolutely. Um, oh, race. Go ahead. My go ahead. bad. Uh, another tip that this is uh, non-DC sports related. Um, my <laughs> beloved Denver Broncos are working out former um, Buffalo Bills great Nathan Peterman. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Wait, oh, are you man. serious? Are you being facetious? Are you being serious? Hey, it's it's on Twitter, and That's it came from a, a credible source. So I was like, "Are you, boy?" It's still Man, hope. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's still it's hope. Still, you know what? Call Jim. We gonna have to make sure the Winnebago stays gassed up for the rest of this year and the beginning of next year. I'm gonna get me an NFL job because I'm a better quarterback than got Dag on Nathan Peterman. <laughs> yeah, we all are. Wow. Well, uh, Jim's gone for the night. Uh, like I said, that's it for us. We hope you enjoyed our Wizards and Redskins talk. Uh, for myself, Brian, Delonte, KG, Jim, we appreciate you listening. Stay tuned for the next uh, podcast. Turn your notifications on, whether you, whatever platform you listen to us on. And uh, like I said, definitely send us feedback. We love to hear from you. Emails, uh, tweets, Instagram, wherever you at, come holler at us. Like I said, that's it for tonight. Everybody enjoy yourself. Uh, we see you Saturday night for the wrestling episode. Yes, indeed. All right, yes, peace out. Peace.